can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Now, he won't like me saying this, but um, 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 who, who has joined us today for the podcast is one of the most eminent and successful and modest businessmen um, in a range of portfolios in this country. And uh, I'd like to say he's a friend of mine. He is a friend of mine. And uh, so much so that he uh, doesn't do many of these interviews because he is a bit reticent and he's uh, a little... Um, shy uh, about uh, being out in the public, but I thought as it was um, coming up to Melbourne Cup time, we would ask the greatest authority on uh, horse racing in Australia and maybe the world because he studies it and he's uh, won more Melbourne Cups. Uh, Now, I just quickly, this is Lloyd Williams uh, who's joined us. I quickly tell you, Lloyd, I know nothing about horse racing, so you'll be asked the most naive questions that you've, but it might be might be refreshing because I won't ask you the Dorothy Dix ones. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming and doing this. Well, it's a pleasure, Sam. It's uh, you know uh, we can talk about all sorts of things of sixty years ago, can't we? No, we, we uh, can Well, I'm just going to tell you this as a ham-fisted introduction. But you're a property developer. You. He started the Crown Casino uh, in the entertainment complex down there. Yeah. You are a publisher and broadcaster. You were part of PBL with, uh, I was with Kerry the... Packer. You were Hudson Conway developer yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, with Ron Walker, yeah. the late Ron uh, Walker. Yeah. And you're a thoroughbred horse owner and trainer. And to that end, you've won the most Melbourne Cups. Yeah, just, the seven latest, just seven of them. Seven. The latest being... Um, Twilight, Twilight Payment, payment in 2020. Yeah. And I just want to quickly ask you, you have a, a, a healthy rivalry with the late Bart Cummings, but Bart Cummings Not was... Not really. A, he's, uh, he's a long way ahead of me, 112. No, but, but he's, he's, a, he's a trainer. You're, you're not that... You're, well, I was trying to be a trainer up at Macedon. You know, I was, yes, try, I was trying with skills at that... But, uh, so, so, so but have you won the most Melbourne Cups? My son Cups? retired me. So I, you don't think I'm that old, but he retired me and but, sold Maston and Lodge. But you've won the most Melbourne Cups as an owner. As an owner, quite right. Well, well, that's quite, that's quite what right. I said, isn't it? But I've been at it for sixty years. Does everyone know on your podcast sixty years ago you kicked eighteen goals? Uh, <laughs> eighteen goals for Geelong Grammary kick. But most of your listeners don't know that. That's, so, most of my listeners don't know I played football. And Bobby Lloyd. Davis came along and put him in the Geelong team straight away. <laughs> um, you, you're, you should be telling your listeners that, Sammy. Well, you've just told them, yep. Lloyd. And, uh, Lloyd, um, so, so I'm, 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 this is how well I'm for research. In 1981, Just a Dash. You just won. a Dash, yeah, that's right, with T.J. Smith. So, so the great T.J. Smith. I will get on to TJ Smith if you wish. You're going to have to uh, embellish some yeah, well, of my I, I questions. Was, just as Ash was, you know, he was a good staying horse. He won the Adelaide Cup and then he went on, went on and won the Melbourne Cup. It was a, uh, uh, and you know, TJ Smith is Gay Waterhouse's father. Yes, uh, and I, she's, I knew that. She's well, well I'm glad you knew that one. Um, <laughs> and uh, doesn't know a lot about horse racing. No, this I young man. No, but uh, the he's reason. a young man compared to me too, by the way. Um, not, not, not that. Oh, younger, man. younger, younger, substantially younger, and far yeah. better looking, and much fitter. Um, but oh, listen, oh. Gay Gaze does a wonderful job with the horses. No, father was probably the greatest horseman I've ever met, including really? Bart Cummings. The greatest natural horseman I've ever met. Really? Grew up riding to school on a pony, TJ What about Smith. Tommy Woodcock? Oh, a bit before my time. I know, well, I know, but <laughs> would, would you say uh, he was... Tommy Woodcock, you know, TJ Smith was the leading trainer for 36 years in a row. That's yeah. an extraordinary achievement in any sport. I just know Tommy Woodcock trained yeah, Tommy Woodcock, Farlap, but that's yeah, all. He was, <laughs> but he was a great man, but he, was, he goes back to Farlap, you yeah. know. Uh, so the reason I mentioned... We're in the museum, Sam. The reason I mentioned uh, Just a Dash is because 1981 to 2020, that's a hell of a span for is, you to be involved yeah, in Melbourne is, Cup winners. You can understand why my son retired me at Masson and Lodge now, can't you? No, I can't because <laughs> um, you're, you're a humble man but you're a, absolutely excelled at it. And what I, I can, I've got them all down here. They've yeah. mentioned all the Melbourne Cups. Which was the most satisfying 
And most, most satisfying was probably 1985. I'll, I'll tell you who won that. Yeah, what a nuisance. Yeah, he was a very interesting horse because he broke down in 1994 in the Sydney Cup and we didn't think we'd get him back. And uh, uh, we got him back and 12 months later and he won the Melbourne Cup. And so it was uh, quite an achievement. That and It was the first time that uh, horses were ever used on a treadmill. We had a treadmill built for the first, oh, did first you? treadmill built for horses in Australia. And that's how we rehabilitated him. And where do you get where do you get the knowledge to get all these horses? You go, I, you scour the you, world. For them? You know, when you were stu- stupid enough as a young man to have horses for since 1966, surely to God you'd gain some knowledge, wouldn't you? You know, I, I sometimes wonder if I've got any knowledge. But you've got to source them, Lloyd. Hey? You've got, to, you, you've got to source them from somewhere. Oh, well, you do. You buy them as yearlings. We buy them from overseas. We buy them all over the place. We've got a whole lot of horses at the moment, but, uh, you know, there's nothing outstanding. I, I, notice, I, I'm just, I notice you bought a horse from the Aga Khan called yeah. Enzili. Yeah, that was a long while ago. I, I know it was, yeah. Lloyd. It was in 2000. You're doing a lot of research here. Well, uh, well, John Ox brought it out here for us to run the Melbourne Cup. Greg Hall wrote it. Greg Hall. Yeah. He was a favourite of yours. He was a favourite of mine, yeah. yeah. Mahogany, back, who did, was, didn't win Melbourne Cups, but Mahogany won two derbies and eight Group 1 races. Greg Hall won every race on him. Do you know? I looked up Mahogany. I didn't know if it had won a Melbourne Cup or no, not, but no. I know you had that with Kerry, Kerry Packer. Kerry Packer and I owned it together. And I thought, well, that's another horse that you've won the Melbourne Cup with, but I no, found no, out. No, 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 no I know that. I found two, out. Da- two derbies was his major claim. It was Melbourne uh, and Sydney derby. So how did you come to... We bought him as a yearling. With Kerry? Kerry? Yeah, Kerry and I had quite a lot of horses together. We did a lot of things together, Kerry I, and I. I know you did, uh, Lloyd. And uh, we enjoyed ourselves. Um, we had a lot in common, Kerry and I. We liked gambling, which was a, one of those things we liked together. So, we liked so business. That's an interesting thing you say. Do you actually gamble? Well, I don't now, but I used to. Did you? Yeah, I was quite... Well, you know, it was pretty natural for me, Crown Casino, wasn't it? Well, uh, but, but some people <coughs> are drug no, dealers, but uh, don't take but, drugs. Uh, yeah, if I know, well, I don't take not, drugs. No, don't, Lloyd, no, I was no, just saying... No, it was just. No, a, were you worried about that? No, but I was <laughs> but, just saying... Um, some people own casinos but don't gamble. Some yeah. people sell no, drugs but, but don't uh, No, take I had drugs. a background in gambling. <laughs> Were you good? Were you good at gambling? Well, I... I Some I people are not I good. I don't think I lost much. I had a lot of enjoyment at gambling. Had a lot of enjoyment, actually. I'm, I'm sorry in some respects I'm not gambling now. But, you know, they've got all these corporate bookmakers now and there's no fun in it. And the, the, the gambling, are you talking about gambling on horses or gambling at the casinos? Gambling on anything. Kerry and I used to have tremendous fun before we had Crown in Las Vegas. We, we used to go over there together by ourselves and you never know, we, quite often we met some other people there from time to time. But, like who? Um, oh, I can't tell oh, you that, Sam. Some personalities. But, um, but we used to have a lot of fun gambling. Stars and we, of stage, and in London, Screen, uh, yeah. Frank Sinatra, any, who yeah. did you oh, meet? Oh, yeah, with all sorts of people like that. But we, um, <laughs> but, um, uh, we, uh, we spent a lot of time in London as well with gambling. So Kerry and I had a lot to, together. What was the biggest? We enjoyed Channel 9 together. I know. Uh, and uh, we enjoyed the footy show. Uh, we loved the footy show uh, when Sam did it at Crown, when Crown <laughs> first opened. He had a late night afterwards. I won't tell you what happened, but anyway. Yeah, lost my uh, licence for he 18 lost, months. He fell out of his car for I some did. reason. But mm. anyway, I'm, but it was a, I'm not a, an proud unfortunate this. night. Not yeah. proud of this, Lloyd. No, but, but it was, it hit, the car hit a bump on the road. That's yeah, what happened. I, I blew yeah. 1.9 on the uh, breath on. Oh, well, well, it's... Uh, Lost it for 19 months. Uh, I think they spiked Not proud his drinks. Of it. Hmm? I think they spiked his drinks. Yeah, uh, um, and we <laughs> filled in We filled in. Bobby Ballantyne I filled in yeah, when Whitney Houston uh, couldn't turn my, up. My, <laughs> you've got no idea how Sam saved a night for me. No, 2,000 people. Yep. 2,000 people in the Palladium at Crown. Yep. And the lady of the moment... Whitney. Decided to stay in the cigar bar for the night, yeah. whatever else she was doing. I think oh, she had a bit of the Bolivian booger sugar. Yes, and she did. And who? <coughs> we didn't know what to do. Michael Gadinsky had brought her out here. Michael came in and said she can't perform. And who saved the day? Sam went up there just exactly no, the same as Bobby Frank Valentine. Sinatra with Bobby Valentine. And the, 
the whole 2,000 people in the Palladium were absolutely <laughs> delighted. <laughs> that's, and, that's, and that's saving that's, the day. That's what a good friend does for you. Wow. Now, Lloyd. Um, and as for his golf... So you know, that I want to tell you something. You know, you're interviewing me, but I want to interview you. But, thank you, um, Lloyd. Listen, I, first time I saw Sam on a golf course, and I saw this tall, good-looking man standing there, and I saw him hit off the first tee. And I said to someone, that's Nick Faldo. I said, he just won the Masters. <laughs> this will be good. And the, the swing, I've never seen a swing oh. as good as it. And he was so fit. And he looked so well. And I would think he looked better than Nick Feldo. So I don't know anyone in this podcast that knows how, what a great golfer he is. Quite often uh, I've played golf with him and he's had to have a lie down but, um, beside the green. But, um, but um, for some reasons I, I won't tell you why. But, um, but outstanding golfer and certainly nothing to choose between Sam Newman and Nick Feldo. I can tell well, you that. And I'm they look exactly the same. I'm glad I've got you in to speak a bit about horse racing, Lloyd. Uh, uh, so, um, where well, I'd like to speak to you about the horse racing, but yeah. where did you get the vision, Lloyd, if I may, to start the Crown Casino? How did that? How how did that start? Because because it's put because Melbourne on the map. Because Joan Kerner yep. said that we were going to have Joan Kerner put me on the TAB. Uh, you know. Um, as we told Kenneth the other day, he didn't put me on anything. Uh, but um, but um, so um, she then decided that uh, Melbourne should have a casino. Yep. And it was she was just immediately post John Kane. Yep. And she said that Melbourne should have a casino. I was a developer, and I thought I was better than most. And uh, I thought I should try and get the casino. And uh, that's how it came about. And we. We were alighted on that South Bank site. Yep, we used to be a motor a dealer. We owned a site up at the, uh, the other end of Melbourne, which was the old CUB site, which we were thinking about trying on that site. We'd bought that off the brewery at the time. Um, but uh, we went back to South Bank, which was fantastic because it faced north into yep. the city. And it, in, I think it, it enlivened Melbourne, didn't it, really? Absolutely, put um, it on the map and, uh, if it needed to be put on the map. Yeah, and, it was, and we, we competed against a few, you know, it was tended, obviously. We competed against a few of the American people at the time. Uh, You're too we sharp were, for them, Lloyd. You yeah, were. we paid the government $375 million for the privilege of the licence. Um, and uh, we didn't get all the benefits for $375 million, especially when Kenneth got to power. He <laughs> took most of them off me. Um, but, um, I know, I know you're a great friend of his, and, uh, but you put your heart and soul into it. And that I was, did. I, I, it was, that was it the was, beauty of it. it yeah, was, 53 it was a weeks a year I was putting in, wow. 26 hours a day. And that the personal, uh, the personal I was attention there all the time, you paid Sam, you remember, what made it. remember even when you were leaving at 4 o'clock in the morning I was there. <laughs> Um, <laughs> in the back of a police car. Uh, the, uh, the, the personal attention of being on, on the job, I've on always the site. believed about attention to detail. Yeah, absolutely. Building things, I've always thought that if you build things or you run things, attention to detail is the major thing. So you, you I had a good mate in Las Vegas, Steve Wynn, yep. who was exactly the same, yep. and I learned a lot from him. He opened Mirage in 1988, which was the first change in... Vegas from, since 1972, and uh, he had great attention to detail and learned a lot off him. He's a good mate of mine. So the casino's crown is not quite what it used to be now because well, of it's uh, sad, isn't it, really? various it's ructions sad, isn't it? that have happened. It hasn't got the internationals anymore, uh, and it's it's tough. It's tough, you know. But I'm, you know, um, the chief executive is doing a good job. He's starting to reinvigorate his relationship with the city which is a good thing they've you know they've yeah. forgotten the city to a degree and I think that they're re-engaging with what's important is you as you remember when we started we re-engaged with sport in particular you did. Uh, and, and uh, with Shane great friend Sh of yours well, Warnie was really most part of our life wasn't he yeah Warnie used life. to spend all his time there because you, you might remember his wife at the time was working for us and yes. he was sitting outside the oak room with his tongue hanging out, waiting for her to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, you're, 
you mentioned. Well, Kerry. Do you want to talk to me about race horses, do you? Yeah, no, I do. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I'm, I'm just. You're a great friend of Kerry Packers. You sold the casino to Kerry. Yeah, I did indeed. Yeah, in 1999, and you're 2001. Really, it settled. But anyway, well, don't worry about your time. No, no. Well, yeah. I'm only going yeah. off. The, yeah, don't, uh, don't worry. But anyway, that's okay. Just only a minor detail. So, so you said you. What is the biggest? What is the biggest bet you and Kerry put on? You said whole, you gambled in London and gambled in yeah. just just for the uh, for the riffraff that are out there, Lloyd. What, what well, would you? We, we probably you know. What's it, the it, most amount you've won on a bet? Probably two or three million, I suppose. Yeah, just yeah, yeah and probably I don't know, but something like that. We've had some big wins. What, roulette or, or blackjack? No, or? no, no. We played. We, you know, when we were playing uh, with the, in the casinos, baccarat, but oh, baccarat, but. but uh, there was a period of time in our life in 1986 to about 1989, there was a bookmaker in Sydney who was called Bruce McHugh who was allowing you to bet in millions. And well, it couldn't happen today. And uh, you I saw him off. He retired, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, oh, goodness. But, um, um, <sighs> but uh, it was a. You know, it was a great day, that one of those days. Well, let me tell you, listeners, a good story. We had a horse called Major Drive, which actually went on to win the Sydney Cup, and which was in 87, I think it was. And uh, the start before was the chairman's handicap, and uh, Kerry and I, we were... I was... I've just forgotten now whether I was 30 cents in the dollar with Kerry's bets or 40 cents in the dollar, but one or the other. But we had five million on... Uh, major drive in the in the chairman's handicap and he won and we went on two weeks later to the sydney cup and i said to kerry you win the sydney cup he said no he can't win the sydney cup son that's how i used to sam you know how i used to talk son he can't win he said my cards are certainty so we we went our separate ways i had a little bit on major drive our own horse kerry had seven million on my card what happened what what year <laughs> 1987. Oh, holy wow. And, uh, and what happened? Major Drive got up in a photo and beat Myokart yeah. and Kerry lost $7 million on it. You know what he did? He was betting... He had a bloke that used to put the bets on, a bloke called Pancho Rogan, who used to put the bets on there for him in Sydney. He got out with McHugh. This is when McHugh retired. He had $11 million to $4 million, the last winner in Brisbane. Had no idea what it was about. Got almost square... And McHugh said, that's enough for me, I don't want to bet anymore. Never, 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 never was never a bookie again. Extraordinary. And it's hard to believe those figures because that today, if you rang up Ladbrokes today, you'd get two and six on a horse. You yep. know, they, they knock you back for anything. Uh, or Betfair or whatever the other ones are. Um, so anyway, that's a, that's a race. Some of those story. stories apocryphal about uh, Kerry, about... Kerry's oh, extraordinary. But he met a millionaire or billionaire yeah. over there and said he owned this and that and Kerry yeah. said, I'll toss you for it or yeah, something. Yeah, well, what's right. that yeah, story? That's Give true, us yeah. that story. Yeah, that's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a good story actually about Kerry. But, you know, Sam, there's what a, there's a lot story? of... You know, we, we, we could be here for three days uh, talking about Kerry Packer stories, but, you know, the, uh, the great like thing... Would like The best story I could tell you about is not gambling. Kerry was great in polo as well. Yep. You know, and he... He took up riding horses late in life. He was 47 when he took up riding horses and he, he dominated polo for a period of time between Argentina, England and Australia and he bought all the best polo players, play, play, players and horses. Yep. And uh, he had most of his polo teams... Team, if you're familiar, up at Alliston. Yeah, at Al, Al, he built Alliston yep. for, for polo but he also built a place called Finding Hill in Eng, England as well. And... Uh, uh, he he had these polo players uh, staying with him, etc., and they played a game at Windsor. This is Kerry Packer, a, a wonderful Kerry Packer story. He's driving the polo players home, and I don't know, Sam, if you ever drove with Kerry, but he's probably a bit like you. He Road laws meant nothing to him. And, <laughs> Thank um, you, Lloyd. And so he drove everything at, at 110 so he drove along some country roads, and I, I used to have to, have to take relaxant tablets. Um, <laughs> but 
he said to all the boys, he had the RG boys with him, we had one of those big cars. He said, we've got to get something to eat. So we stopped in a country pub on the way back from Windsor and the bloke said, we're shut. <laughs> and he said, oh. You know, and Kerry pulled out, you know, which he'd always have, have 30000 or something on him in cash and he pulled out. He said, sure, you're shut, are you? <laughs> and I, I can see this like yesterday. This is 30 years ago. And the bloke said, yes, I am. Oh, all right, we'll go. Up, up he went. Next place opened, the bloke said, I'm shut. He said, well, could you just do something? The bloke certainly did. He said, could you stay open? We want to feed the boys. Feed the, and the boys. bloke said, yes. Yeah. Yeah, the bloke said, yes. Kerry gave him 200000 wow. the next day. Did he? True story. And I hope the bloke down the road got to know about it. <laughs> he, he certainly, certainly insisted on telling <laughs> the bloke down the road. <laughs> Uh, just incidentally, uh, I haven't had a point off my licence for 15 years. Haven't you? Not one point. Not one point? Not one. I can it's, show you, you that I, document if you like. I could, yeah, no. <laughs> just in case the coppers are listening and, to this. Um, and, uh, you're a non-drinker too now. Non-drinker, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so that's a bit of a problem. Uh, so you told me a fascinating thing yesterday because we had uh, lunch with uh, Mr Kenneth and Mr Maguire and yep. Mr Rosenberg. Yes. Um, the yearling sales in Britain, uh, not bad for a man who's uh, the son of a man who used to live in a cave. Yes. Um, yeah. Tell us that. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Bin Laden, his, um, his son was the third largest yearling buyer at the... Tattersall sales in England last uh, week, uh, which is an amazing story, really, when you think about it. But the Middle East is uh, starting to race a lot of horses, so I, I imagine that's the reason why he's bought all these horses. But uh, you, you don't expect someone like that to bob up, do you? Not, not for a man who used to ride a donkey and live in a cave, no. no. There's, thinking of English racing, you know, you, your listeners, probably the best horse is going to be the best horse in the world raced in at Newmarket in England on Saturday. He's a two-year-old trained by Aidan O'Brien, who's the best trainer in the world, who's trained 400-odd Group 1 winners, and he's 53 years of age, so he's got a long way to go still. But a horse called Prince of Troy. Prince of Troy? Yeah, and he he won at Newmarket. He's a two-year-old. And Ryan Moore, who who is arguably today the best jockey in the world, probably said he's uh, as good a horse I've ever ridden. But... Uh, very rarely do you have a bloke like Aidan O'Brien, uh, an owner like Michael Table, who's been around for a long while, saying that this could be the best horse we've ever had. Uh, and it raced at Newmarket in England last Saturday. Pardon this question, Lloyd, but is Prince of Troy a horse that he's would run... He's a horse run... by Justify. No, but is it a horse a... that would but run uh, Melbourne Cup distance? No, no, he's not. No, no, he's, no, not. no he's a, he's a miler. So you won't have yeah, him on he, the radar? He's a miler. No, he's a miler. He's a... Uh, the, the, the comparing him to a racehorse called Frankel, who was the best horse in Europe, and uh, they're thinking he's better than Frankel. So Pardon this again. But but I, I don't know what we're, how we've got onto that subject. So uh, you were Black... really asking me about my horses, weren't you? Uh, well, yeah, I, 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 I was. Well, I, so I was next going... thing you're going to ask me about Joe Biden or someone. Um, <laughs> but, um, Just wait. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I am asking you about your oh. horses. Yeah. What, what is the best... Which horse would you have liked to have owned that you didn't? Which horse that I'd like to have owned? Oh, I could I mention a few, just I off the top no, of Tullick well, or... I, you know, I, not that I've owned a lot of mares, but I would love to have owned Winx because I think Chris Squaller did an outstanding job with training it and uh, she's been remarkable, absolutely remarkable. I think that was a great partnership in my racing life and it's only recent actually, Winx, considering my racing life of 60-odd years, mm. but... Black Hugh, Caviar? Hugh Bowman, the jockey, rode it for every, each of its win. Chris Waller trained it. Chris Waller is, I think, a, a great man for racing. He came from New Zealand. Two great friends of mine, well, one, one certainly, uh, the other went to heaven, but the Ingham brothers, who were chickens, yep. and very old friends of Kerry's and mine. Jack was departed, actually, but Bobby Ingham picked out Chris Waller. Uh, when he first came from New Zealand and gave him a lot of horses, and he was the sort of man I would have said set Chris Waller on the way, whereas Chris Waller now is the leading 
racehorse trainer in the country, in Australasia, really, probably. But uh, so he trained Winks, but unbeaten, uh, extraordinary, mile and a quarter, three cox plates, outstanding, absolutely outstanding. Now, just uh, you're very close to the Packers because I noticed uh, James Packer named um, his son um, Jackson yeah. Lloyd Packer. Yeah. After you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, can't get a bigger compliment than that, can you? He's been part of my life since he was a young chap, of course, hasn't yes. he? You know, I, I, I suppose he's old, he has. He's old man as I were. You know, it's sad, sad we lost Kerry because Kerry mm. was much too young. You know, when, when you think, here, I'm still going. No. And, uh, um, but, you know... It's, uh, You're still going. Uh, well, I am just going. Now you're going uh, beautifully. Uh, but, um, you're going to start back on golf again. You are, now I'm telling people this now. You were a, a scratch golfer. No, you're, I wasn't. I was on one. Yeah, well, I pardon, pardon me. Yeah. Pardon for the hyperbole. Yeah, yeah you're off one. Yeah. Uh, and I've played with you and uh, you You've can... you played quite a lot with me. I've played quite a lot with you. I played the day the... We, the day we, we, we went to... we beat Warney, didn't the we? The day we went to the uh, capital for the first time, which you... Uh, yeah. It was the was first it, day I played as when a bloke punched me in the when face. When was that? 1995, wasn't it? <laughs> a bloke was punched me in... Yeah, Mick Hamill punched me yeah. in the face. I had my yeah. nose actually riding so, side saddle and I turned up. What did you do? You know, Sam... Doesn't ever let me down. He did. He was fantastic for us at Crown. I want to tell you, I'll, I'll sing his praises. He's a bloke who never lets you down. Uh, John Newman doesn't let you down. Nah, nah. Uh, now, he this day uh, he had an unfortunate incident that someone came to his door and hit him in the face. He did, and um, he and he had face. a commitment because we're opening the Capital Golf yep. Course and we were going to play with. Well-known golf entrepreneur Tony Rosenberg yes. for, for the yep. uh, opening of the golf course, and Sam, with a face that was somewhat dishevelled, yes. uh, <laughs> still came along and was the life of the party. And with disconcerting, and with all the helicopters know, overhead my, trying to get photos just of let us. Let me finish. Yep, sorry. I I believe he shot three under par. <laughs> nothing of the sort. Not embellishing that. No, nothing of the sort. <laughs> Now, uh, should, should... Nick Faldo is like, I'm telling you. <laughs> your scratch uh, not played one, off one, yep. and uh, could st and you're just starting to take it up again. You keep saying you're just old and you're just about to drop off the edge yep. of the planet. Yep. You're just making a, a, you're a renaissance. You're coming back to play golf. Well, I'm, going to, I'm going to try and play with you uh, <laughs> and um, see, see whether we can take some, a couple of unsuspecting people on, you know, that... Uh, they give us a long handicap, and we, we, you know, we get some enjoyment of taking their money, Sam, wouldn't we? I, I'm, I'm not. Tell me about the time that you took. Uh, who? What's where the are we bet? on races or where no, are we? No, the golf now? again. We're the on bigger, golf now. The biggest we? bet that the, the golf you yeah. won. Uh, where were you and Daly? Did you know who was that? Daly, uh, no, John? Daly and I got. Oh, we, you got. We had, you remember we had John out here quite a bit. Yes, John but, Daly, but. Um, you funded his gambling habit at the... Uh... We did, unfortunately. But I want to tell you about Johnny. You know, lots of people say lots of things about John Daly, but he's the most honourable bloke you could ever meet because he, it's well known he lost a lot of money in the casino with me. and uh, You forgave him. Well, I, I helped him, let's say I helped him. <laughs> but he, he uh, honoured every obligation to us. You might remember he came out for another five years and... Uh, after that, and uh, that was part of the deal, and he was here every time, and uh, uh, I can't speak highly enough of John Daly, but uh, one of the what I was telling you yesterday, you were talking to me about jockeys, and two great jockeys at the time were Shane Dye and Mick Dittman, the best jockeys in the country, but yep. they were little thieves because they take you to the golf course and say they're on 16 and 17 or 20 or something, yep. and John Daly and I went and played with them one day and John's, I think it might have been the year that John had won the British Open but, um, but uh, and I don't know what I was on, probably at that stage about seven or eight or nine or something and they robbed us, they, they're, just two, they're four foot six and, uh, <laughs> uh, and they robbed us, absolutely robbed John, John and, one, and he, was the, he, he was the current British Open winner the, and the, they just told everyone, they, everyone they could find that they'd how they'd robbed us. Yes, and could you tell us what they robbed you of? 
Oh, I think at the time it was fifty or a hundred thousand. It wasn't yeah. wasn't huge, but you know it was. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't huge. huge. It, it, it just the principle that it hurt. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a the only man I know that approached betting like that was Shane. Of course, Shane. Shane Warren. was unbelievable. Sh- wasn't Shane he? was. Uh, God, we miss him, Sammy, don't we? We, we do. Uh, we do out at your course uh, now. Would you have put ever put Michelle Payne, that great? Female. I, Would you ever I, put her on I, one of your horses? Yeah, you know, I have. I have. Michelle's done actually quite a lot of work for me over a period of time. She used to ride a lot of work for me. Michelle, ride quite a lot of horses. I like Michelle Payne. She's a nice girl, very nice girl. Another girl who's married to James McDonald, which, um, which is Katie Mannion. She's now called Katie McDonald, but she also at the same time rode a lot of horses for me. We've had a, a lot of female jockeys. Jamie Carr. Oh. So uh, we did get you here. Where did we get to? We got horses. We We only got up to what it used to be. It's still in 1985. We've got to get up to 2020. You asked me to come in and talk about the horses. I know. I said seeing Melbourne Cups coming, Melbourne Cup flavour. Where's Um, Don anyway? Because I'm a Hawthorne supporter, as you know. Don's, uh, I noticed when you sat down, you said, I better not fiddle with the microphone. Well, I haven't touched it. (laughs) Don's, Don's on long service leave. Look, look, look. <laughs> He's got those things. That, so, tell us about the uh, come on. Tell us about the Melbourne Cup coming up. Do you, do you ever go to the races? Well, I um, the last time I went when we won with Alamandan in two thousand sixteen. Hang on, yeah, Alamandan. Uh, I got that here. A, that's the last time I went. No, Nick goes most of the time now, but I'm not mad about going. Alamandan. I was, um, you know, I was on the board of racing at uh, one stage in my career, um, but. Um, so I, you know, I've done enough of that. Uh, but uh, Alabandon was a actually only I only went that day because Nick fell down the stairs at a party. I think and he couldn't go. Uh, so that served him right, didn't it? Um, but, um, so if you were presented or offered a horse that you uh, had faith in, that would would you go again and buy the horse or? Uh, well, we buy, we buy horses still. We yeah. still, you know, we've got horses and we've got quite a lot of horses. So have we got any horses that are going to feature uh, in a couple of weeks? Well, maybe Serpentine might run in the Melbourne Cup. He won the English Derby. Uh, he's quite an interesting horse. Actually, Gazy's trading him for us now because we, we haven't got Maston Lodge. But... Um, uh, when you say he may run in the Melbourne Cup, is that well, just a throwaway he, line? He's, he's definitely going to he, run in the he Melbourne Cup. He could run in the Melbourne Cup. He, he could win he, it, you think? Yeah, he, well, it's a, he's got a, um, you know, it's a, the ballot order. He's low down in the ballot order. Whatever what that means. means. No. Oh, you don't? Okay. Well, What's that They mean? only run 24, and at the moment he's 31 on the line of entry, so he needs a few to drop out to get in the race. But, but so, so is every horse in a ballot? Or does it uh, go well, on they're, they're performance? In, they're in order of entry. I see. And, and, and that's done on age and prize winnings. I see. So it's so, a qualifying... So he, he, might, he might get in the race. You never know. If he does get in the race, he'll, uh, he's going okay. He's been up, up there with Gay. And, um, you know, he's, he's come along okay. So he, um, he won the English Derby by eight lengths. He was a Did horse he? I bought, yeah, bought yeah. from Aidan O'Brien, but quite a while ago now. But he's a, he's a promising sort of horse, so he's got some sort of chance if he gets the race. So you well regard people um, uh, solicit you for information about uh, everything, uh, business and uh, horses, and uh, you are. Um an innovative man. Where do you get all your innovation from? Do you, is it a gut thing that you're born with, or is it a uh, well, just, just like study you, it a lot? Ju- just like you, Sam. We read everything, don't we? we <laughs> no. And we, we we're sponges. We listen to people. You know, that's you've got to listen to people, don't Please you? Please don't compare anything I do with what you do, Lloyd. No, um, well, we were identical, Sam. <laughs> we're absolutely identical. The only thing I didn't do was kick eighteen goals uh, in an APS game against Wesley. That's an extraordinary effort. You know. So tell us some international figures that you've met, either in racing or gambling, just just for the benefit of the people who listen to well, this. Well, probably the pe- most interesting person I've ever met in my life is Jimmy Goldsmith. Now, probably doesn't mean a lot to you, but in the 80s and early 90s, he was the leading takeover person in the world. I Sir James Goldsmith. Acquiring businesses. And acquiring businesses yep. in America in Europe, 
in England. And why do you uh, say he was he fascinating? He was the most charming man. If you ask my wife, she said, I would leave you ten <laughs> times for him. Uh, but I remember we were sitting next to him at Great Hall Packer's wedding and uh, uh, he's an absolutely charming man, but he had an electric mind uh, and was capable of doing anything. Uh, like, like I had what? a partnership with him and Sir Jacob Rothschild. We had offices in New York and Dallas in America. And uh, it was in the early 90s. And um, we, uh, he said to us that there was quite a recession, basically, in the early 90s in the United States. And there was the savings and loans went kaput in America. And Jimmy said, we've got to go over there and we've got to go and buy all the stock from the savings and loans because the government had taken it over. And, you know, we went to a a well-known firm at the time, Solomon Brothers in New York. Yeah. And I remember him saying to the man there, he used to smoke, Gutfried was his name, he used to smoke big cigars. It wouldn't happen in an office today. Um, And uh, he said, you know, what we want to do is we want to buy two or three billion dollars of this stuff here because he said we'll buy it for 30 cents on the dollar. And, you know, he was, it wasn't a, wasn't a business that he knew a lot of, this particular part of the business, I knew a bit about property, but he didn't know much about it, but he was able to focus on anything at all in terms of making money. He was a, a terribly, highly educated Jewish gentleman, and uh, as we were looking yesterday, Sam, about the populations of the Jewish people in the yep. world, actually. Yeah, we mentioned that yeah. earlier on. We spoke a little about the war, yeah. uh, not knowing a lot about it, but we said there were 15-odd million, yeah. um, uh, half of them in um, New York and yeah. the other half in Israel. Yeah, that's it. Well, seven million each. So uh, so he would be not unlike uh, George Soros, who... Uh, well, similar. I don't know George Soros, but no, uh, George but Soros is an interesting bloke, isn't yeah, he? But, he, he? You know, he's... Ripped the he's heart and soul out of the British banking system, didn't he? He did. He sold the pound. Yeah, that's where they made. That's where he made all the money. And uh, I have another friend called Joe Lewis that did the same thing. Um, but uh, Joey Lewis is uh, uh, he owns the Tottenham Hotspurs, uh, and uh, our friend from Australia has turned them round to be on top of the table. Yeah, at the moment. isn't that extraordinary? Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, no, George Soros is. What's happened about the races? Yeah, we. What, um, <laughs> but did I come in for the? Uh, well, we, 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 sure. we, we, we got up to what a nuisance. Um, efficient, uh, uh, efficient was one efficient. of the best, one of the best horses I've ever had. Green Moon. No, no but let's go back to efficient. Right. In two thousand and six, he won the VRC Derby. Did you name Outstanding him? Outstanding, he was. Did you and name I, him? Efficient, yes, I did. You, yeah, do, I did. do you name them all? I, I, well, I don't name them all. Some of them we bought, but we bought him as a yearling. And uh, we named him and it, as efficient. And he, w- he was very, very impressive in the VRC derby. And I thought he was so impressive that four days later, I entered him for the Melbourne Cup as a three-year-old. Unfortunately, after the derby, he wasn't absolutely sound, so we couldn't run him. So the following year, which has only been done twice, the following year he won the Melbourne Cup. A derby winner... In 2006, 2007, he won the Melbourne Cup. So that's so, only been done twice. So you have a... This is uh, one of your talents, Lloyd. You have a gut feeling when you buy a horse that it's going to succeed for you. No, not necessarily not at necessarily. all. You, you, you buy it in hopes, Sam, yes. in hopes. You, it's not an exact science, I've got to tell you. No, I, I, I would uh, understand it's that. A, it's a difficult one. But we've got up to efficient. We w- and now we'll just slip straight up to rekindling. No, we'll get to Green we Moon. We haven't got time in this podcast. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, we can time's speak running here out. for another hour. Uh, uh, a Green Moon? Uh, green Moon, yes. Did you just name a, that? Uh, no, we didn't. We bought him in England uh, and we bought him as a three-year-old and brought him out here. Uh, the first year we brought him out here, we took him to Newcastle and won the Newcastle Cup with him. <coughs> Gave him a spell. And uh, brought him back and uh, won the Melbourne Cup the following year, and as a and he developed into a pretty good horse. So, what do you get for winning the Melbourne Cup? I should know this, but what's well, the prize money? Oh, it's about five million. Or something. Okay, and what's the biggest bet you've had on one of your winners? Oh, if you no, can, the, 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 you don't the, do that. The, I, the gambling stopped. You know, uh, you know, back a bit. You know, it's uh, yeah. Uh, well, when it was the, back when, a bit, well, the, probably one of the best wins I've had was back at Water Nuisance or. Are, um, 
Just a Dash. But Just a Dash was pretty good because Tommy Smith won the, uh, the derby that year with a horse called Brewery Boy. And I'd had the double brewery boy into just a day. That's 42 years ago. Yeah. What, what, what money would you have had 42 I, years I, ago? I reckon I won about seven or 800,000 42 years ago. Is that right? Yeah. That's extraordinary. That, that, that day, I was quite happy about it, really. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not going to mention what it says your net worth is, Lloyd, so don't no, worry about that. Yeah, that yeah. is public knowledge if people want to look that up. But uh, that would have set you off on a good start. Well, it was better, better. <laughs> it was better that day, you know. Rekindling? Susie went out and bought a few dresses. <laughs> Rekindling in... Rekindling, uh, he was a nice... 17. We bought him, bought him from Ireland. Uh, uh, Joseph O'Brien, first chance. That's Aidan's son, Joseph O'Brien. Yeah. Aidan's the best in the world. Joseph was about 26 when he won the Melbourne Cup. Uh, the O'Briens have been great friends of mine in Ireland. I've got a very great friend over there called J.P. McManus who set Aidan O'Brien up when he was 24 or 25 and he runs Belly Doyle now. Now, you don't know anything about that, I, Sam. I, absolutely lost, but the leading breeders in the world are Coolmore. Coolmore owned Belly Doyle. The, le- the trainer there is Aidan O'Brien, who is the best in the world. His son is Joseph O'Brien, who's won two Melbourne Cups and a Cox out here, and he's just turned 30. Do you know the beauty of me not knowing anything about... It's better, about isn't it? You, I, it I is. I can tell you. Cause you, you yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. That's, that's a, it. That's yeah. the beauty that's of... That's the only reason you asked me, isn't it? That's no, it. I, I tell you what... A very disappointing thing happening today, you know. It's the Caulfield Cup this week, and it's the start... Of, you know, they had the Guineas here yeah, last week, but in Sydney they had the Everest, which, yeah. was, which is a big event. I don't know if you happen to see it on television, but they got all the young people to... Randwick last week for the Everest, which was good. They're trying to nobble the Melbourne Cup. Well, they? they did, but they, they're doing it well. I've got, to, I've got to give them a tick. You know, Do you? So they're doing it very well. But um, the Caulfield Cup starts this week, and that's we've got Caulfield Cup, Cox Plate, Melbourne Cup. Have you got? And the Gold Trip won the Melbourne Cup last year. Yep. Now they're playing around, uh, and I had great admiration for this chap until today or yesterday, Karen. Ma, who gets a lot of publicity now, he's the trainer. But Gold Trip won the Melbourne Cup last year. They're talking about whether they're running it in the Caulfield Cup this week or not, and they're not telling anyone. Now, one of the things you learn about when you win a Melbourne Cup, the horse is public property. I see. The punter out there in the street should be told exactly what you're doing. They've been going on since Sunday saying... we. We'll tell you next week or tomorrow or something when we're going to run him in the Caulfield Cup. Now, they accept this afternoon at 3.35 or something like that. All these little punters out there don't know whether to back it or not back it, etc. So, anyway, that, it's, it's, it's one of those grumpy things I'm talking about. You, may, you know when you were grumpy the other day on this podcast? Well, I'm a bit grumpy about this because so you know, I, I think the average Joe in the street should be told immediately because they're the... And particularly about an ex-Melbourne Cup horse, because that's public property. So if they nominate, if the latest time they can nominate it is three thirty-five or something this afternoon. Well, then how much? Well, the notice that the punters need. They should have told the punters on Sunday or Monday or something. Or to get better odds. Well, they're they're out there having a bet. You know, they're all into the Caulfield Cup and the Melbourne Cup. Everyone out there in the street wants to have a bet. Well, who do you think? What what? Well, I don't know what's going to win the race. Don't no, ask but me who, that. But, uh, no, but who do you? What what horses are a prominent, what, likely what, what, winners in the well, Caulfield Cup? I don't understand Cup. the question. Please, who do you think might win? Be a uh, be a uh, good thing to bet in the Caulfield oh, Cup? Oh well, there's a lot of chances in the Caulfield Cup. But you want me to read them all out to you? I want just one. No, let me have a look. I can't remember all I the horses see. now. I brought them in here because I thought you might even ask me this. Well, I'm asking uh, you now. Well, the horse I'm talking about is Gold Trip. Yes. He won the Melbourne Cup last year. I think Montefilia, without a fight, uh, break up, Francesco Gardi and West Wind Blows. So you Solicum. They're mm. all those who've got a chance. They run 18. So, so, you, no, so you've for actually... For the life of me, if it, you know, if I was back gambling and you said to me, Yes. Your life depends on this. This is what I'm asking. I wouldn't know where to go. You wouldn't? No. I wouldn't know where to go, Well, honestly. Well, just if you're going to take a chance with your life, which one would you have a crack at? 
Oh, West Wind Blows. <laughs> I reckon 8,000 people will be back in that in about a minute. West Wind Blows. Including me. Yeah. It's, he's, a, he's a European horse. But it's, but it's hard. It's hard to pick the winner of the cook. I don't even know where the barrier draws are. They haven't done the barrier draws yet. So you'll love this question, Lloyd. Yeah. So the Caulfield, So the winner of the Caulfield Cup is a can be a starter in the Melbourne Cup? Yeah, well, yeah, because yeah. they're the same distance. No, they're not. One's a mile and a half and one's two miles. You know, we need to get so back that's, to... Is that a hell of a difference? 2,400 and 3,200. Is that a hell of a difference? It in is the a horse? bit of a difference. Quite a lot of horses that run 24 don't run 32. Um, now, people, besides uh, all this stuff, um, you you got a um, an Australian medal, Australian sports medal for... Getting troubled teenagers to sail, learn how to sail. You yeah. sponsored and funded that. See, there's the philanthropist in you. No yeah. one knew that until me. I didn't know that until. Yeah, well, we won't worry about any of those sort of things. Won't we? We do it. We do a lot of things, and one of the things that we do, we don't like to I, brag and about. I, and I do a lot of things with my friend Foxy, and providing that they don't talk about it, yep. we like doing it. No, we, that's not an area we'll talk about, Sammy. Well, uh, Lloyd, uh, I did say at the start, I said you're a um, modest man who doesn't like to do probably these interviews, but... I um, certainly don't like doing these interviews, do I? No, I, uh, I think uh, you've liked uh, doing uh, this. Am I interviewing you or you interviewing no, me? No, you've liked doing this I, because uh, yeah, you have liked doing this. I know that because yeah. you do it with your tongue in cheek and you take... You send me up as much as um, most people do, and I like that. <laughs> um, Lloyd, I, is there anything else we could ask you? I, could I ask don't you think there is. is there, you, you, you <laughs> Tell missed, us something. You missed out on a few Melbourne Cup winners, but anyway. No, no I didn't. I, I, no, I didn't. I mentioned more. No, you haven't, no you, you haven't done them all. I have. No. There Just was, a dash. There were seven of them. I've, I've mentioned them all. Just a dash. I was coming in here. Green Moon. I was coming in here to tell you about... Each one's training, where they came from, their pedigree, everything about them, what what we did with them in the lead up to the race, and you haven't done any of that with me. Well, I read them but, but all out. I'm used to going and dealing with a racing person. Twilight no, payment. But, 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 don't you want to? No, Do you go we, and run when we start at training? This one started 16 weeks before the cup. And you go and brush them down yourself? Yeah, we do. You, know, you do? Yeah, heavens. When I was at Macedon, I was there every day. Yeah, brushing them. I yeah, know that. Hosing them down, brushing them down. Didn't you want to know all that? I, I want to know everything. Uh, no, look, don't worry anyway. I, I'll excuse you. I'll excuse I mentioned you. all the horses you've won. Yeah, yeah. Did you get on with Bart? I loved him. Did you? I loved him. Was there a nice, healthy rivalry I, you know, there? It was a very because I was quite young and I was. Uh, this is an interesting story for you, Sammy. Good. It's only for me. This is interesting. That would be interesting not for any for of me. your listeners, but this is interesting for me. 1963. I, I was with Bart. I had a great friend who's in heaven, who's a jockey called Bill Pyers, and we used to play yeah, golf together. I know the name. Great, great golf, jo- great jockey. Lee used to love golf, and we, and he had something. Uh, close to my heart, we used to like playing against people at gambling, and but Bart was he was the principal jockey for Bart. I used to drive Bill Pies around at the time because he was to tipping to me. You don't know what that means. So you were not a racing man, but he'd be telling me what he thought could win. I was a gambler. I'm a kid. It's 1963. You know, 1963 is the year you kicked. The, the 18 goals, <laughs> yeah. okay? Yeah, yeah. And you remember in that year, you you, you don't remember this, do you? But you know, sometime won the Caulfield Cup in 1963. Yeah, right, it's, I don't remember you, that. You don't remember that? No. no. Well, the Caulfield, Cup, the Caulfield Cup's on Saturday. Four. 1963. 25 uh, you'd be. Uh, uh, let me finish. Yes, sorry. So, sometime won the Caulfield Cup in 63, and the second league of the double that day was Contempla. Bill Pies rode them both. Now, Bart was the leading trainer coming from South Australia and he was young at that stage. I was very young. And he wrote a book and he said, I met Lloyd Williams. He said he was Bill Pye's a chauffeur. <laughs> it's in his book. Is that right? Yeah, it's a true story. He's the most expensive chauffeur in the world. Yep. You? Well, I, I was pretty easy to get in 1963. Now, <laughs> now Lloyd, finally, 
the great jockeys, Australian jo- I know you know Mr. Vittor- what's his name? Frankie Dottore. Frankie Dottore, yeah. I know you speak highly of him. Yep. He's a good, modest, uh, yeah, sensible, good boy. Yep. Very self-effacing good boy. man. What about Australian jockeys? Roy, all the, what are the great jockeys that the, uh, you There's been a great, lot of respect. great jockeys in my time. Harry White, Roy Higgins, Damien Oliver. Damien Oliver, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mick Dittman, Shane Dyer. All great riders. And they never go overseas and do well over there for some reason? Do they? Yeah, well, Shane did very well out out of the country. In Hong Kong. Brent Thompson did very well out of the country. Not in America. No, not in America. Why? Because they Uh, ride differently. Brent, he went to England. He was was contracted to Brent Thompson, contracted to Robert Sangster in the 80s. But they Um, ride differently, don't they? Stand up more in the... Yeah, Settle. they're slightly different, slightly different. There's no better jockeys, I just told you before, than Ryan Moore currently in this yep. in the world. He's as good a jockey as anywhere in the world. Um, but um, And I told you the best horse in the world at the moment. Yes, um, Troy, so, I'll tell you. Uh, so you're Troy? And you just remember his pedigrees by a stallion called Justify. And you, you'll find that Justify will be the leading stallion in the world. So just remember that. All right, I've written okay. it down. And I would think that well, after you and I start playing golf again, I'll get you into horses. Yeah. It's not too late. You well, know. I'm going to have a crack at West Wind on, uh, yeah. on Saturday. Okay. And it's being ridden by Jamie Spencer, who's an English jockey. I see. Very good jockey, Jamie Spencer. Now, Lloyd. Lloyd Williams, you are an... Abs- I, don't, I really appreciate you I'm coming sorry. in... That's, that's that's Siri. Siri. I don't know why that came on. No, what was that? Good heavens! That was, was How did that su- no, that was Susie calling us. Suri, that's Suri. Oh. You know when you ask oh. her a question, what happened oh. then? Uh, that was Siri calling. Wasn't Siri, it? yeah, oh. Siri. Lloyd, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, I know you don't like doing this. I really appreciate you coming in. Thank you. I find a fast. I could speak to you for hours yeah. about no, this, but you don't want to talk anymore, do you? I, I, I'd like to get in. More personal you've, things you've about had enough of me. More personal you? things about your yeah. life and your gambling, and the people you've known, and all that. If you've got one final thing you could leave us with that we didn't know about, of someone you've met, did you meet a entertainer or a, 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 gam, a, a nightclub owner or something, or another story about Kerry, or do you want to just stop? No, no I think we'll, we'll, get, we'll call it a day. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, Lloyd, I really appreciate it for <laughs> joining us on You Cannot Be Serious. You are a great man. Thanks very much, Sam, for having me. I've enjoyed being here. And uh, can I come next week? Uh, You can come every week. Okay. Thank you so much, Lloyd Williams. Good. Thanks. I'm hoping around the streets late at night. I'm worried because.